Welcome to our Clothe with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am Chuck Kalazi. Today is Saturday, March 2nd, 2024. It's the first Saturday of March. It's also Saturday of the second week of Lent. And our reading today is from the gospel according to St. Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat, but here am I dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me (coughs) as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. And his son said to him, Father... I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate a feast. Because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son, who had been out in the field and on his way back as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf, because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf. He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Okay. So this is a great uh, story, parable. It's one of Jesus's most famous parables. It has so many good points to it. One thing that just always touches my heart, and I think recently we talked about the call of Matthew, Jesus is with tax collectors and sinners. He has come for the sick, not for those who are perceived to be healthy. We all really need the doctor, but some don't think that they do. So Jesus and heaven are rejoicing 
that so many of these people who are really the worst of sinners, at least according to the public eye, are joining the kingdom of heaven. They're coming to Jesus and their wounds are being healed. They're being forgiven. And it's beautiful. It's joyful. And this is what the kingdom of heaven consists in. This is what it's all about. So I wanted to just try to, I mean, I've preached on this so many times and there's so many different angles you could take here. I want to talk about the whole concept of hitting rock bottom before we get better, before we change. Now you might be listening to this thinking, well, I'm not an alcoholic. Okay. If you don't feel you have any bottom to hit, if you don't feel that you need the savior, then you're like the older brother. I've been with you all the time. Why don't I get the rewards and, and whatnot? And of course, Jesus tells the other parable about the workers who go out all at different times. And the ones that worked longer complain that the ones who work shorter were still given the same salary. Similar concept. But the reality is we all are sinners. We all need the physician. The sooner we realize that, the more grace we're going to receive, the more we have a right to our inheritance, the more we realize that we need him and we need that grace. We need that inheritance. And the fact is we all, we all have a bottom. We all have to hit rock bottom. And sometimes it happens numerous times, but the reality is we're spoiled. We're spoiled. We, uh, and I talked the other day about poor people, poor people have an easier time being saved because they're less spoiled. According to the world, we Christians, Americans, people living in the year 2024, we are spoiled on many levels and we strive to continue to be spoiled. We strive to continue to live a comfortable life. We want to know that we have plenty of retirement funds saved up so that we don't have to work too hard. We, we do our job. We can't wait to retire. We want to have nice vacations. We want to have nice, comfortable homes. We want to have our heat and our air conditioning and our warm water and our cold water and our microwaves. And we want to go to the beach in the summer plenty of times. The list goes on and on and on. We want to have our families around us. We want to have our creature comforts. We want to have our hot tubs. We want to have our computers, which are now everywhere. Laptop desktop, telephone, iPad. Uh, I don't even know the names of all these different, I always forget the name of the thing that they want me to work off of at school, the Chromebooks. That's right. Uh, and I, I sometimes take it home with me on the weekend so that I can get more grading done, things like that. Um, now we have Apple watches so you can do everything on your watch, just like it was predicted in Dick Tracy a hundred years ago, the cartoons, the, the, uh, the comic strips in the newspapers predicted that. And of course there's all the predictions made in Star Trek. Who knows when we'll have light speed and replicators. We don't even have to make food anymore, you know, in, in the future, according to Star Trek. But so much of that has been fulfilled. The fact that they don't make phone calls, they have, uh, well, what we have now, zoom calls and things like that. Video calls, video conferencing. They had that in Star Trek. Anyway, we're spoiled humanly 
materialistically, but we're also spoiled spiritually. We want our comfortable relationship with God. We want to know that, and so many people don't even have this much because they're even more spoiled in a way. Like, well, as long as I go to church once in a while and I can always, you know, go to church when I need them, I can get a wedding or a funeral or a baptism. And eventually we'll have the priest come out when I get old and sick. Uh, But even those that are in church all the time, we're spoiled. God gives us his grace. We have the rosary that we pray, the promise from Mary that, all right, if you pray the rosary, you're going to go to heaven. Well, good. All right. That's a good starting point. I always talk about that and wearing the scapular, going to confession regularly, going to mass regularly. We're spoiled. We have everything that we need and we go forward in our life that is both materially and spiritually spoiled. We have everything. We, we know God's going to take care of us and God loves us. And you might be thinking, where is he going with this? Because aren't we supposed to be in that place where we're doing all the right things? Okay, but are we? The fact is, no matter how holy you become, and I'm not saying that sarcastically, to some degree, you know, yes, we get holier. We get closer to God. We grow in faith. We grow in our spirituality. But no matter how you get close you get to him, there's always going to be more sin. There's always going to be more of a need for penance. It's always going to be there. And the more we realize that, the more grace we'll receive. But we need to realize this. How many of us, I mean, even in the way I just described it right now, I go to church all the time. Isn't that the prayer of the Pharisee? Versus the prayer of the tax collector. Lord, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. Think about it. I I fall into this trap all the time myself. I have everything I need spiritually. I'm going to go to heaven when I'm done. Whereas in reality, let's do an examination of conscience using the capital sins. Are there people that I don't like? Am I jealous? Am I greedy? Am I gluttonous? Am I lustful? There's the list goes on and on. Am I lazy and slothful? The list goes on and on for all of us. Do we have moral defects that run deep? Yes, we all do. But in being spoiled, we never get there. So let's look at the prodigal son. Let's try to look at the prodigal son and compare it to our spiritual lives. He's spoiled rotten. He's a spoiled brat. He has everything he needs, and he knows he's getting half the inheritance. So what does he say to his father? Give me my half now. In other words, father, you don't, my relationship with you doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I just want what I want, so I'll have what I need. How often do we do that in our spiritual lives? We go to Mass every day, and do we really have a deepening relationship with the Father? Is that really growing in humility? I don't know. Only we can answer that for ourselves. He takes his half of the inheritance because the father is so generous. He gives it to him. He squanders it. We know the story. He's hitting rock bottom now. He realizes, wow, I was spoiled. I had everything that I needed. Now, I don't even know how to take care of myself. I can't even eat as well as the pigs. I don't know how to get a job. I don't know how to write a resume (laughs) in contemporary terms. You'd think having such a successful father, that would produce a successful son. 
but the two need to be related. They need to be connected. He's disconnected himself. So he has hit rock bottom. In a way, I'll bet you there's more to his rock bottom, just like for all of us, there's more to the rock bottom. But okay, he hits a rock bottom and he thinks, okay, at least I'll go back to my father's and I'll be a servant. But notice what happens when we hit rock bottom. Any alcoholic who's hit rock bottom and then stopped drinking because of AA and the 12 steps, they can tell you about this. When you hit that bottom and then you get what you need, you get that mercy, you get that help. You finally are in and for yourself admitting that you've done wrong and admitting I am a mess, I need help. Then the help begins to arrive. And now the sun, and this is why that later part, it's one of the reasons, many reasons why the later part about the older son complaining is so important. This younger son, guess what? I'm not saying you should go out and sin, but because of his sins, because of everything that he suffered, that he brought on himself, now he's going to be in a better place than even the older brother that never ran away. Once again, I'm not saying, oh, go out and sin, but because he hit rock bottom. My advice to the older brother would be he has to find his rock bottom. I'm not saying, you know, go off and squander the inheritance, but grow in humility. Start looking at yourself. If you really are the dutiful son, are you really? Stop making it just about external conformity and look within yourself and say, where am I messed up? Obviously, there's problems if he's complaining to the father. How often do we complain to our Father in heaven in different ways? You know, one of my complaints against the Father is, why did you have to make spiders? Like, I thought everything you made was good. Like, what? sometimes I look at some of these creatures that I sometimes will even find where I'm living and say, Lord, why did you have to make that? Obviously, my brain, that's just one of a million examples, but my brain is not uh, in total alliance with his. My heart is not in total alliance with his. He thinks spiders are beautiful. I don't. But that's just one. That's a goofy example, but it's one example of many where we are not in line. The older son was not in a perfect place. Why? You can tell because he argues with the father. He's against what the father is doing. Therefore, he is not his father's son 100%. We all have to become that more and more and more. The younger son, however, because he fell and then was shown mercy, now he's closer. He's closer to the father now. He gets it. He's in a better place spiritually. Imagine that. So each of us needs to discover our own rock bottoms. I've been thinking about this recently. My initial conversion that happened as a teenager, I had gone to Medjugorje and just fell head over heels in love with our Lord and our Lady and started praying all the time. And my whole life I've reflected on that, that it wasn't just the Lord reaching out to me and capturing my heart. It was also the Lord making me recognize how much I needed him. And in a lot of different ways, you know, as a kid, I had my struggles. We all have our struggles as kids. We struggle with our academics, with our social lives, with our sports, with our parents and our families. 
I had a, a certain nervousness and anxiety and I had to get really good grades or I was afraid I'd get in trouble and I don't know, whatever, you know, there's all these different things. Socially, I was a mess. And there's things within me that needed to be healed. And I'm not saying they were 100% healed, but the healing process began. Feelings of not being good enough, not being smart enough, not being liked enough, not being handsome enough, not being cool enough, whatever, that needed to be healed. And in a relationship with Jesus and Mary and realizing more and more how much I was loved, there was healing and there was growth, not just bringing me closer to God, but healing me as a young man, making me a better person on different levels. There was a rock bottom and then there was God's response to it, even if I wasn't fully aware that I had the rock bottom and that I needed that grace. Now, more recently in my life, I've gone through certain changes as I've been looking at some of the human stuff in my life and saying, this is out of line, that's out of line. These things need to be tended to. And therefore, okay, Lord, how are we going to tend to these things? And with good spiritual direction, good help from others, with time and prayer, with breaking free from expectations and breaking free from how things look. I could continue to say, well, you know, everybody respects me in the position that I'm in and well, it looks good on the outside and, and I've achieved certain goals and therefore let's, let's not grow. Let's just become complacent. Let's just enjoy the good things and just um, repress the negative. But no, thanks to the Lord and thanks to good people in my life, I want to keep growing. I want to keep moving in a positive direction that's leading me closer to God. And sometimes other people might find that very surprising because something on the surface looks a certain way, yet in reality, it's not what they think it is. So we each have to make those changes. We each have to soul search and with the help of others say, where are the areas in my heart, in my mind, in my life where I maybe need to hit a bottom, where maybe I need to be more humble and say something is not right here and I need God's grace and I need help and I need to make a shift. And so we all are going to do this in our lives. Hopefully we do it. Hopefully we don't just become complacent. The prodigal son is better at the end, and we will be better as we continue to recognize our bottoms, to recognize the flaws, and continue then in humility, coming to our knees, go before the Lord, go before Our Lady and say, this is wrong, that is wrong, this is missing, I have failed, and I need your help. And what the Lord does, no matter how many times we do this in life, we could be a hundred years old if we're still doing this, what the Lord gives, just like with the prodigal son, what the Lord will give us afterward is even better than what we had before. Have a great day. God bless you. Mm-hmm.